0: In 1986, Jim Henson sat on a log in a Florida swamp, pondering on how to make the maximum amount of people on planet Earth happy. He sat on a log for 30 days and 30 nights, (laughs) strumming a banjo and humming. However, seven years had passed since succeeding the first time in making the maximum amount of people happy. It was time to bring out his second best idea. Taking off his boldly styled wig, he got off the log and handed said wig to David Bowie. Then he said, you're going to be the Goblin King. Labyrinth you- is what unfolded after this fateful encounter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god! No. just <laughs> the least amount of work. <laughs>
0: Did you like how half of that was just copied verbatim from yes. yours? Yeah,
1: I know I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like. Hey, this
0: is, this is Aaron. Hey, and guys, it's Jared, and welcome <laughs> to the Soda Society podcast. Uh, uh, welcome
2: back, back to the Soda, Soda Society.
0: Now we're gonna talk about the movie. Sip, sip. Spoilers, ahead. spoilers
1: ahead. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, Thanks for joining us, and bye.
1: <laughs> you don't by what any a chance know the way through this labyrinth, do you? Oh, me? nah no, I'm just a worm. Oh, come inside, meet the missus.
0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soda Society Podcast. I'm Jared.
1: I'm Aaron.
2: I'm John.
0: And today we are talking about David Bowie's masterpiece, the 1986 Labyrinth, starring Jim Henson.
2: I, I hate you. Okay, 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 okay playing this game
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta start off strong (laughs) and that way you can only disappoint going in
2: you know we started season two last week and that was just it was the most downer opening ever
0: (laughs) (laughs) we didn't know what was going on rough time
1: yeah we had no idea what this is rocky I've never seen anything rockier. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But yeah, we're back. We're here with the second episode. Spry as ever. Spry as ever. Um, Oh, uh, before I forget, today we are drinking almost two liters of uh, Fanta Orange, 100% natural flavors. Um, I had a glass for breakfast. I hate that. (laughs) I know. That's so gross,
2: Jerry. (laughs) Quanto
0: is
1: not a breakfast drink.
0: I had it with blueberry pancakes. That sounds disgusting. It wasn't the It's not orange juice. It's
1: not the same thing. Uh, Well,
0: Thomas Miller (laughs) might disagree.
1: Thomas is a dummy.
0: Man, so am I, though. But yeah, we'll be drinking most of that. I mean, we're going to be finishing the bottle today, but this is what we're working with.
2: My question is, why do we have cups?
0: Are we just going to be sharing from the bottle?
2: Ivy, that's that's what we've been doing. Why are we going soft?
1: No. <laughs> I don't like to go soft. Aaron, no. we know
0: you like to go soft. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, are
1: you still <laughs> sick? I'm coming off of it. I'm still coughing a little bit. Pour right that now,
0: glass. We'll share. Okay, that's fine. Okay, cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hello, listener. Our setup didn't record this portion of the episode, but all you're missing is Jared asking us what we watched this week. And that's it. Let's get back to labyrinth.
1: Thirteen going on thirty. Classic. Classic. Wait, which which version of it? Um, are there multiple versions. I the, think one so. with Mark Ruffalo and um,
0: that's the original. The
1: original, yeah. Okay. And then I also I watched Fifty Fifty, starring oh, I love that Joseph Gordon Levitt and, and Seth Rogen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That movie is really fun. Yeah. I, I got I I cried in the middle. Wow. You know, 50 50, if I had to like describe
2: it, it's like if Aaron, if you got cancer, I would definitely be the Seth Rogen. Gonna- yes, wow, I thought I was thinking so this specific. the entire film.
1: <laughs> 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 and then when he finds the book at the end, yeah. like g- getting through it together or whatever, yeah. I was like, that's exactly how that would play out in a me and John situation. Uh, Instead of a book, it's just a YouTube auto recommend. <laughs> <laughs> So good. So good. <laughs> <laughs> but those movies are both really fun. Uh, 13 going on 30. Um, I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, And it's a fun little chick flick, you know. Mark Ruffalo, I don't understand how they're trying to make him off as a dream boat because I don't think Mark Ruffalo is dreamy in any capacity. Have you seen Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He plays the, still, same th- he's back back. He the, the same character. still getting cast type as a dreamboat.
0: He's, he has been since. It's just funny because
1: Clueless came out near the same period of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you have Paul Rudd and Clueless, and the Mark Ruffalo and 13 going on 30. And, and they play basically the same like, character, but Paul Rudd is so much more attractive. Charismatic? Oh. Oh, well, that too.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, and if I'm being entirely honest, I don't consider either of them dream boats. I think they're both. Paul Rudd bulky. is a dream
1: boat. Paul Rudd.
0: Paul Rudd is like a dad Let's who take just is actually poll. funny. You know what I mean. Let's
1: take a poll. Paul Rudd dreamboat. Say I. 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 I, I. <laughs> sorry, Jared. I would say
0: that he is. <laughs> he's more personality than he has looks. I mean, like he's a good-looking dude. Jared,
2: if Paul Rudd can't be a dreamboat, you can't be a dreamboat. So I'm just okay, take it. Just I'm okay take it. with
0: that. I don't need to be anybody's but boat Jared, of the dreams. You're a
2: dreamboat though. No,
1: oh you're that's a dreamboat, so sweet. Jared. <laughs> Jared you are a boat.
2: All right,
0: we're done talking about. Don't it. doubt yourself. Have you seen anything to this week, John? All right,
2: all right, all right. Let's take a space. Let's take some time out. All right. Let's take some time out. I just watched series nine, season six of the Great British Breakoff. Off. The Great British Bake Off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to do the Malandia uh, review. It is a British guy. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, my God. So you, you get into you get into the series and you're like, look at these lovely people. <laughs> okay, I hate this. I'm talking like a Guy Ritchie, <laughs> like a really dirty guy English guy. Um, I'm talking like Guy Ritchie. But yeah, it's a, uh, oh, my God. So I can't even begin to describe. I need like my own, like, I need like two hours to just like get into it. But you have like these, these twelve. You have bakers. Hours. You have amateur bakers, and they get like judged, and it's just so good. It's just so good. I, I've never. There's just inter. <laughs> like the program is just like them baking, but it gets so emotional. Like you just see these people put their like entire passions and souls on the line on the on in the oven, and and for these people to judge and bake and like, it's really. Have you guys have you, have you guys ever seen the Great British Bake Off? I have not. Well, you should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think that when you're watching a British show, more often than not, they'd probably be harsher to them, each other than yeah. they would be, um, what, had they been American? Because like, you look at stuff like Black Mirror, and all of those people are pretty much British. Mm-hmm. And all of that stuff makes you go, oh man,
2: everybody it, in Britain's like that.
1: Yeah, it's because we're skewed by the... Um, you know, America hates Britain because of the Revolutionary War. Dead. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, every geez. British media thing that comes through the borders that gets imported into the U.S. It gets like fifty percent more no, and aggressive. No, like the the customs and border control and stuff. Like okay. they, it just it just annoys them. <laughs> no, they they go through and they screen out all the nice stuff. They want us to think that British people are evil, mm. so that's why we oh. get Gordon Ramsay and that's oh. why we get Black Mirror and Ricky Gervais American, and stuff like that. It's the
0: American filter. <laughs> yes, yeah,
1: the American filter. They're filtering out all the stuff that's like, oh, British people are actually pretty cool. And then they're trying to convince us that British people are not cool. Give me... I love that Black Mirror is like some British... It's some like American propaganda against British people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, look at how depressing these guys are. (laughs) It's really a hit piece. It's just a three season long hit piece. Like think about
1: it. The last... So we have the Great British Bake Off as one shining example of British positivity. And then the, the, the last one that we've had and for as long as I've been alive Mr. was Harry Potter. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I haven't seen any other positive thing come out of Britain. Yeah, Like name like
0: a, name out, like, a really, like, fun, energetic, charismatic British character in a movie. None.
2: None. none. They're all evil. N- 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 nothing before movies. the internet because because then the internet happened. and We all know the internet just made everything so international. <laughs> That's true. I hate this argument. Um. <laughs> now... <laughs> we're exposed to so many positive british figures like doctor who <laughs>
0: speaking of big brain plays um the only thing that i watched this week was sorry to bother you i rewatched it um and honestly second time around viewing of that movie is probably even crazier than the first papa aha yeah Sorry to Bother You is, honestly... Have you seen it, Aaron? I have not seen it. I wanted okay. to see it, but I never got around you to it. You definitely should watch it. it. It starts off like a regular movie, and then it turns into a Black Mirror episode in the okay. third act okay. that you're not
2: expecting. It's just like cut to the moors <laughs>
0: <laughs> Seriously you think he's going to the bathroom and then the next thing you know you're in those dampy those dampy moors as damp <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know you're in an episode of black mirror Wow but it's it's a really really fun movie um it's also incredibly uncomfortable and i think that's the combination of movie that i like okay yeah that's why i like watching movies from the 80s
1: what (laughs) oh because labyrinth yeah it was made in the what a segue i know 86 86 86.
0: yeah
2: what a segue
0: (laughs) but before we jump into the labyrinth um, does anybody else have anything else to they want to share from this week
2: i'm really sad guys
0: All right, so the labyrinth
2: was... (laughs) Jared's like, perfect time to get him. Perfect time. Perfect time. (laughs) The real Bros of Simi Valley has ended season two. I'm really sad, bros. Oh, man. I'm so sorry.
0: Tell us your favorite bit from season two of the Bros of Simi
2: Valley. Well, there's this whole entire subplot. This entire subplot is just one of the bros, the main bros, like one of the main characters of the series he just... So, a big thing of, like, season one was, like, one of the guys, like, real found out that his girlfriend's pregnant. So, they had a one-year-old named Hawk.
0: Oh, no. And
2: then... <laughs> and then the season two, one of the big, like, subplots of the entire thing was one of the main bros is like, Yo, I'm beefing with Hawk right now. Beefing? Yo, let me get to your baby, dude. <laughs> He's just... He's the whole entire argument is just so sound. He's like, "Yo, I've been Xander's bro for like the past since like sixth grade. We've only known this hawkful for one year." (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 amazing writing. (laughs) It's amazing television. It's it's actually that's on Facebook Watch. I was
0: gonna say Facebook Watch is like it's really what pulls in the crowds, the throngs of people. Yeah. From Facebook. Because anybody it's, on Facebook who's live knows. Everyone it, it's watches. A, it's a breeding ground. Yeah. Everybody watches on Facebook Live. Yeah. It's, Wait, I have to ask a question because I, obviously I haven't seen it. But like, are the characters, are they, are they um, for some reason, I imagine them as Asian and Hispanic. Are they, like, what's the cast diversity? White. It's all, they're all white?
2: They're all white.
0: Man. Because Simi Valley, you know, it's like
2: around here, right?
0: it's like not too far off so I was just curious
2: about yeah that. it's a good like bastion of like I don't know it's just like I don't want to get into the race politics nah, right no
0: we don't have to we have Aaron but for it's that.
2: really really good and I think like they're also like aware of it and they really flesh out the characters in ways of like they make these bros really sympathetic and you really care about them these bros like it's the same way you would look at like a little puppy you know that's how you see like one of these bros you know, just yeah. very like happy, unaware and just like, yeah, I can, I can talk about this for hours with, 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 with long time guest, Thomas Miller, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Thomas Miller, instead of being friend of the podcast, can we call him brother of the podcast? Because brother, that's so he's good. Like
1: brother. He's like our brother. He is. My brother. He is. He literally is my brother. brother. He literally is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's like John's brother. He's like my brother. He's like Jared's surrogate brother because Jared's real brother is is also questionable. Like, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. My brother makes skate videos to Japanese pop music from the 80s. All right.
2: When you say it like that, you're not giving him anything. <laughs> <laughs> Your brother is also the man who said four loco is the most economical alcohol you could buy. I can't help but look back on that.
0: And look back at my own mistakes and understand that he's correct <laughs> he's incredibly right <laughs> also how how's this for for like a shocker but john has been to more concerts with my brother than he has with me
2: <laughs> one
0: exactly and one is enough that's all it t- that's, that's, that's all, all it, it, takes.
2: it takes that's all it takes <laughs> All right.
0: Speaking of concerts and things that are confusing, let's mm-hmm. talk about Labyrinth, the 1986 Jim Henson film starring Kermit the Frog. Sorry, wrong film. Starring David Bowie and Jenny Cannoli.
2: <laughs> Someone's going to be really mad.
0: One person will probably be incredibly upset. It's probably
2: going to be the guy who's going to be our guest today. <laughs>
0: no I no, don't know cool. about he's that cool. yeah he's pretty cool there will be one person who's like wait why are you making so much fun of this this movie it's a masterpiece and to that I say
2: you're right there's gonna be a guy <laughs> there's gonna be a guy some kind of white knight figure he's like she's a woman she's a woman, she's a woman. <laughs> you almost made me spit that out she's a woman <laughs> Jennifer, she's a woman
0: I'm not gonna lie so this was my pick for the (laughs) the movies um what's our what was the title of this of this uh trilogy of movies it's like
2: something something how how do i (laughs) yeah that's
0: pretty accurate honestly do we have a system at all who knows
2: (laughs) aaron what was it
0: um
1: It was the last one, the really good one. Was it? It was...
0: It was the two-parter, the Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. It was... We're pulling it
1: up right now. Friendship and Fantasy or... Why I Had to Make Up My Own Friends. How I Made Up My Own Friends. Yeah. Something like that.
0: And what better movie... That's
2: exactly it. Friendship and Fantasy or How I Made Up My Own Friends. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Wow, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, and Labyrinth is such a fantastic example of both of those things. It really is. Because on one hand, you think it's a, just a really lighthearted, fun uh, story about a girl reading a book to her baby brother. And on the other hand, it's about a girl who was incredibly lonely and actually has to make up her own friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you could yeah. look at it either way. Yeah. But what did you guys was, think about it?
2: I was taking notes and I'm like, man, it was like, I think like five minutes and I'm like, this girl's fucked. What the <laughs> hell? Like
0: she was just reciting... In the park by herself before she gets poured on. Yeah, I yeah, was like, she gets oh, dunked on.
2: She's really lonely. It's <laughs> gets dunked on. <laughs> she does.
0: No, don't get me wrong. Also, I want to put it out there right away. One, uh-huh. big fan of this movie. This one's my pick. And two, uh-huh. had the biggest crush on Jennifer Connolly when I was like, when I watched it as a kid. I was like, this girl is like everything I want in a girl who just recites poetry and she Shakespeare reads, in the park. And LARPs. And LARPs. <laughs> LARPS with a 40 year old man in a wig. <laughs> <laughs>
2: one, of my, one of my
0: favorite things. I was talking to my friend um about this movie and she was like, Yeah, I loved I love Labyrinth, but like, what the fuck is a grown ass man doing being the only grown ass man in an entire like kingdom of goblins and what made him the goblin king? Like where did he come from? Like that doesn't make any sense. He's the only human being aside from oh, our protagonist. You
1: can find out by reading Labyrinth the manga. The manga, <laughs> the manga which is all about Jared's Jared's origin story. You're a liar. I looked this up. You're, I was cuz no. cuz yeah. I There's definitely a manga. Yeah, cuz I really 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 love this movie. So I Wikipedia'd it and then I was just reading
0: Didn't it. you see it for the first time when we yeah. watched it?
1: Yeah. Um, but I was looking at Wikipedia information, and then I was like, oh, there's manga. It's just, This is dumb, and I'm not into this at all, but that's what it is. It's Jared's origin story. Did that come out before or after the movie? Oh, I, way after. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my.
0: <laughs> every, every bad guy in an 80s fantasy film needs yep. an origin story. Because one of its biggest influences, obviously, you can look back and go, oh, yeah, this is completely the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. And you get the same thing was. with um, with the Wicked Witch of the West.
2: I get, like, Peter Pan vibes, too. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, because of the grown-ass man pretending to, be <laughs> <laughs> pretending to be in charge of a bunch of goblin children.
2: There's something really special about this film, because I was thinking about this, and, like, I had a long conversation of, uh, with a um, longtime friend of the podcast, Daniel Sanchez, about this weeks ago. But he, he he. Daniel feels a lot of NUI. He gets really, like, you know, oh, really into it, you know? Yeah. But one of the things he, like, wishes he saw more in movies were, like, just things that felt really new to him.
0: Mm.
2: Like things that weren't, you know, treaded on over and over again, or things that felt too much of, like, a fusion of different things. And, right. You know? I don't really have that problem. I guess like I'm fine with seeing like things in the tropes and genres and whatnot. But he was like, I want something really new and I want something really like exciting and like I feel like Labyrinth was when I watched it, it was something really new and exciting and something I've never seen before, which was like really great to watch because it felt a little bit like these like fantasy kind of things. It felt like Princess Bride or Peter Pan or mm-hmm. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But also felt like this like lab musical. It also felt like this weird it's just Muppet thing. <laughs> it was. It was a and very was, strange and, Muppet and, thing. And I think that's something to like really, like uh, you know, really like boost the film. Actually,
0: for that's the other thing, because like there was another movie that I grew up with a lot. This was one of them. The other one was the Neverending Story. Mm-hmm. You guys know that one with the giant dog yeah. dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and watching it again, um, this time around, I was like, man, I just completely. See the never-ending story in this. Um, now, the never-ending story is way sadder. <laughs> it's way worse <laughs> in terms of its themes. Like it's just darker. But uh-huh. labyrinth does share a lot of that same kind of uh, stuff. Because apparently, uh, never-ending story came out in 1984, so two years before. Okay. Uh, labyrinth did. But yeah, like let's talk about the whole idea. Of like this girl making a mistake, and then like having to basically try and fix it, but nobody wants to freaking help her. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's one of my favorite things about this movie is that everybody, as soon as she gets into the labyrinth, everybody is like, "Ooh, yeah, she fucked up," (laughs) and then they do not help her at all.
1: I I love all the goblins and the weird creatures she encounters. Yeah, my favorite. I mean we got Hoggle, right? The mm. the main one.
0: The cowardly
2: whatever he is.
1: Yeah. He's a gnome. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's a gnome. He's a gnome. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
2: Whatever um, whatever. <laughs> but I feel like Jared
1: at one point is like, You gnome <laughs> <laughs> There's a there's, there's a so, line. I watched this with my girlfriend. Uh, she also really loved this movie and she really picked up on this one line that Jared says and she will say it like at random times. Oh no. But <laughs> like is Jareth talking to Hoggle at some at one point cuz Hoggle like, gets isolated. I'll make you a prince? No, Jareth oh. Jareth Prince of
0: the, prince of the Yeah, this yeah,
1: <laughs> It's that scene. But Jareth is like, "What are you doing, Hoggle?" and then Hoggle is like, "Nothing." And Jareth's like, "Nothing tra-la-la." <laughs> <laughs> he just like it doesn't mean anything he's not saying a magic spell or anything it's just
2: is so good he's, so he's good.
1: amazing like
0: I love Prince of the Stink one of my favorite things about him is like he doesn't seem honestly that intimidating or scary no or even that bad
2: no <laughs> it's like he's just playing
0: a game and with Hoggle, he's he just like so much fun. Yeah, he just doesn't care.
2: Oh my god, when when Bowie turns from the owl to like Bowie, yeah, it's amazing. Just, it was just there's so much ridiculous, unneeded like litter everywhere. <laughs> but it was so good. It was so
0: good. My favorite scene in the whole movie is um. His song to the goblins?
1: Oh, Magic Dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I listened to the whole soundtrack on the way here and also uh, on many occasions throughout the last two weeks. Last two weeks. Amazing. Because the soundtrack is... It's fantastic.
0: But during that song, when he's throwing the child, you can so obviously tell that it's a doll (laughs) because he's just tossing it up in the air. Yes. (laughs) And when that moment came up the second time around, I could not stop laughing. (laughs) It was one of the best things I had seen in a long time because he was just (laughs) flinging that kid.
1: (laughs) He was. He he is. He was
2: so good. Speaking of flinging things, can we talk about another song? Chili Down with the Fire Gang. I love Chili Down. down. It was the most ridiculous, like. Oh, that is. That's what I was like. This is such a. I was like, wow. Jennifer Cannoli is just (laughs) (laughs) surrounded by crackheads.
0: (laughs) That are depicted as birds?
2: They're like bird elbows. They're like throwing their heads and like using their body parts to play sports.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it felt like a weird, like. They were trying to do one of those scenes from the spooky skeleton thing from freaking Mickey Mouse. Yeah, and that yeah, was, yeah. The- that was
1: very Alice in Wonderland yeah. and I really enjoyed that. I love that. Oh I love God. that song. I love that scene. I think those are my favorite creatures from the movie. That is so disturbing. They're so disturbing. There's just so much fun because they're just chilling out. They, they don't, don't even want to hurt her. her. They're just like, oh, why does your head come off? And then they think, oh, she's oh, she won't let her head come off because she doesn't want to chilly down. <laughs> I and <mean>, then it's like, <laughs> we gotta get her to chilly down. down. <laughs> yeah. And then they get ch- her off. And then they
0: chase her forever yeah. Jesus <laughs> Like if you If
2: you notice They're in like The very last scene Of you know The very last scene Where they're like All congratulating yeah, her Yeah 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 They're there Yeah they are
0: there They're, they're her friends Okay <laughs> Okay I do want to say I want to save this for the end And talk about the ending But I adore the ending. Me too. It's yeah, so me too. it's so quick and so easy. Yeah. Like she's like, "Well, I'm alone now," and she goes, "Well, you don't have to be." And they're like, "Why didn't you say so?" <laughs> yeah. And then they throw a party. It's the cutest thing. Just get all the streamers and it was everything. so cute. I love that. And then they're like dancing in her on her bed and stuff. I thought that was the cutest. Ah, oh, I love that ending. Um, but yeah, the creatures in this film are amazing i mean it's coming from the mind of jim henson right
1: Uh, i'm a worm i love the The worm worm the worm is so good like come in come in and meet the meet the missus
2: like he's (laughs) so good i can't do that right now (laughs) she's She's like i gotta i gotta
1: find my
0: brother i can't thank you though and and then she leaves and he's like oh if she just went the other way she can go straight to the castle (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh
2: okay the worm is so the worm needs to be celebrated more. <laughs> it does because it's Truly. such a weird design. Yeah, and it's so specific, but it's only used for like four minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's one of them. It's one of the graphic images like you remember from the film. It's like this it's worm. It's true. It's
0: true. The worm. Those those like knights that have like the little things hanging onto the oh, yeah, top yeah, of their yeah. poles. Those are creepy. Those are crazy. Oh yeah. And then what's the fox's name?
1: The 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 uh, admiral. Demis. Huh? Didymus. Didymus. I love Didymus. Didymus is hilarious. Didymus is my favorite one of my favorite. Like that scene. Come here, my steed. Come here. And
0: it's just a dog. It's just just a dog.
1: (laughs) Jenny Cannoli does not point it out. No. Like, that's my dog. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Which which either adds to the evidence that she's having a fever dream? Or something. Something's or really just crazy actually going completely on. Completely different
1: dog, and she knows and it. She
0: knows it, or she knows it's her dog, and she's just like really okay with it. I don't. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Have either of you seen The Dark Crystal? Yeah. No. Another I one of. I, ha- it's I haven't. I want to after seeing this. Mm. Um, you but,
0: should. It's really good.
1: Okay. If but.
0: you like Labyrinth, you're gonna like Dark Crystal. It's just.
1: It's just it's a fact are there songs in dark crystal yeah okay good um but like i remember our, our wiki on wikipedia it was like jim henson coming he like he came out the success of dark crystal and then he wanted to do they they wanted to do another one and then they did labyrinth and it came out and it was not a hit at all
2: labyrinth was yeah like oh.
1: it didn't make a lot of money mm-hmm. critics were very mixed about it mm-hmm. and then after that he was just jim henson himself was just really down no oh, man. And he didn't make another feature film, <laughs> so. <laughs> wow.
0: Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Labyrinth. I mean, like Labyrinth is definitely a cult classic. Yeah. It's not that well known. A lot of people have a lot of fond memories for it. In fact, I'm pretty sure I was at work the other day and I brought up the lot like Labyrinth to somebody, and the woman was like, "You're too young to even know that film," and I was like. You can still watch Shut up, lady. You can still watch movies that came out before you were born. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, it just this is just weird. Shut up, lady, go back movie. to your black and white picture. <laughs>
1: <laughs> go back to your moving pictures, you no, lady. <laughs> that's what I
0: should have said. That's what I should have said. Keno-scope. Go watch up go watch a film about a train pulling into a station woman. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the
2: scariest horror movie was a train. It was a train
0: <laughs> pulling into a station. Unfortunately, the man who filmed that movie died filming it because he got hit by a train. Oh, yikes. No, I'm kidding. I don't no. think that's true. Yikes. Um, but yeah, it's whatever. Movies, yikes. man. That's the power of cinema.
2: Cinema. Cinema. Uh,
0: cinema. Uh, cinema. Uh, wow. Uh
2: <laughs> Let's talk about my favorite scene in the film.
0: Sure. Which yeah. one? <laughs> I,
2: um,
0: is it um, the ballroom scene? How did you know? <laughs> because that scene is ridiculous and comes it's out incredible, of nowhere. Like, it's literally a music video. It feels like it just is like... <laughs> but I love it about
2: like... It's just so... Oh my God. Like the way they sort of like mirrored like the madness she was going through and like what that like peach did to her in this like really beautiful but really disorienting so many crossfades yeah you just have like david bowie like here and there and like he's just like looking at looking at her and she's just so like she's like in in she's in that sequence and she's like in that dream and like the way it like comes out of it where it like bursts and then you see like you know it, it they, oh, like the fragmentation
0: cool. of reality or whatever yeah. it does at the end.
2: Yeah, like the broken glass and stuff. It's so... Also, her magical. dress is gorgeous in that scene. Oh, yeah. Like Jennifer
0: Connelly is just... Oh, she yeah. was so pretty. I mean, she's still pretty, but like, yeah. she was so pretty in that movie. Yeah. Um, It was a really great scene. It is still a little bit jarring to me. Uh, David Bowie was like 40 <laughs> when he filmed this movie. And I think Jennifer Connelly was like... Ooh. Oh, she was like sixteen Ooh. or something. Yoko <laughs> mode. <laughs> she was young. Uh. She was real young. Um, and it like it's. They thought she the rejects be- his advances. Uh, a couple times, yeah. But I mean, like it's set up from the beginning that the Goblin King like had a thing for her. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she says it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that the Goblin King was like the Goblin King was in love with her. Hmm. But. It actually
2: was, it was yeah i got some vibes man yeah some weird it vibes, was a little man. weird
0: and i think that's what they're kind of going for eco mode <laughs> seriously
2: um but it was a really beautiful scene with like all like the, the costumes. costumes and eventually they like turn on her and it's even more scary mm-hmm. and it just like like it just makes it just makes it clear that like david boy is like the only human in this universe and like, even these people with their like weird ass masks on they look like monsters still. Yeah. And it's just like it, it just keeps on driving that point home, which I think was cool. It's
0: really cool. Like mm-hmm. another thing that I really enjoy about this movie is that it really starts in like it starts off in
2: media res, right? It doesn't in media res.
0: Yeah, it doesn't give you much t- what? to go off of. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. What? Is that a reference to something? No, I was just really excited to say in media res. Okay. <laughs> Go uh, on. Um,
0: actually, no, Aaron. Go ahead and tell everybody for who might not know what that means. What what is
1: in media res? <clears throat> in media res is when you begin a story in the middle of the action, therefore planting the reader, viewer, or listener immediately in the exciting parts of the story, and getting their excitement going early on, uh, leaving giving you opportunity to step back later on and then introduce more of the story. Um, so that they're already excited and invested in it. Um, uh, it costs like $500.
2: It did.
0: Um, when this is edited, can we get some like music going on just in the background <laughs> after his description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to stay as silent as possible to let you really have the full floor.
1: I think I, I really filled filled the space I think you
0: did just expertly <laughs> but yeah it starts off in media res right so like it, it becomes incredibly clear that the movie doesn't like hold your hand in terms of like explaining anything about the world yeah. or how, why Sarah knows how to say the spell for the goblins to take her brother or like why she even knows the story of Labyrinth to begin with which is in fact an actual story because she reads it at the beginning, she's re- she's reading it, yeah. and it feels like she's rehearsing it for a play. Yeah. But she might just be one of those girls who just likes to read books.
1: She's larping <laughs> or larp.
0: Yeah, um, her favorite fantasy out, which is fine. Could you explain what larping is for uh, those of LAR- us who don't?
1: Larping know? stands for live action role playing. Um, generally, it's a bunch of people who, or it doesn't have to be a bunch of people, but people will dress up as the characters from fantasy or science fiction. Um, and they'll role-, role play as those characters. Usually, it's large groups of people who uh, all create their own characters and then basically play live action or live action D and D with each other. Um, so you know, it develops communities and, and lets people thrive and blossom as their own people. When normally they may be a little too shy. To- that was two thousand dollars. <laughs> We're just stepping it up. Honestly, I'm living for your description
0: of these things because you think you're done and then you just continue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it just keeps going. There's lots to say about these (laughs) things. Yeah, we've lost two episodes worth of money (laughs) from your two descriptions.
2: How many LARPers are in our audience? Just give me a rough number.
0: At least one, not counting me. I'm not. Um, Are you a larp'er, Jared? I I wish I was. I wish I had more of a, um, more follow through to larp. Um, there were actually a bunch of people who used to do it at my school in North Carolina. They would go out into the woods and freeze freeze their asses off because it was cold, mm. and they would wear their fantasy stuff. Um, but
2: I, I,
1: I respect that.
0: I,
2: I do too. I would love to do like a Civil
1: War
0: one. That's more of a
2: reenactment than a, a LARP. I'm I'm role-playing a white guy. Oh, I guess I you're would, right
1: there. I would love to do a Marvel Civil War. A LARP? LARP. Yeah, where would? I play Spider-Man. Oh, of course you would. I'd love
2: to be a white guy. Okay, so
0: we're going to make you Hawkeye, John. Thanks. And I'll be Scarlet Widow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah, it's that's
0: pretty good. Up. It is. Um, it's fucked actually, up. Actually, strangely enough, I heard about this thing um, that happens somewhere. I think in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's. I think it's somewhere out there on the East Coast, where you can go to like it's like a ren fair, and you have to dress up in uh, medieval attire. But once you go there. Somebody greets you, and you have to pay a certain amount of money to go. But you get an
2: invitation. This sounds like a Ren Fair, Jared. No,
0: it is a Ren Fair. So, partially, it's a Ren Fair, but it also becomes an interactive role play uh-huh. because everybody who works at the Ren Fair, um, it's like a fantasy town. So, they'll give you a mission, um, and the mission varies on who you talk to first.
2: And then you have to go and do things throughout the fair. This sounds like a Ren Fair slash Burning Man in one. Man.
0: So are you telling me that everybody at Burning Man is just an
2: a larper? <laughs> is that Everyone him? in Burning Man is larping. Jeez. <laughs> That's a hot take. They're like, "Ooh, we're in a town where we barter services." <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> Do you think the fire festival would have worked more if it was advertised as a larp event?
2: <laughs> you know, Funny you mentioned that. I watched the. I didn't mention this, but I did watch the fire documentary on on, on Netflix. Oh yeah, how was it? It was ridiculous. I I love. It's just it's just it gets you so angry. But you're like, thank God, like these like rich white people just got what they got, got what, what they, they deserved. Yeah, because like you know, it's like look at this hubris. Look at this hubris. You're right. And it's like, it's ridiculous, you know.
0: It's like every startup company that they try and do in undergrad. All of those people who are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my own company. We sell um, apparel.
2: I mean, it's really ridiculous when you like watch that documentary. It's like, I'm the head of marketing. You're like, you're exactly the guy who would be head of marketing. Look at you wearing your things. And I'm like, this is exactly who I expected. (laughs) And like, it's like super like, we're, we're the corporate world. Welcome to the corporate world, everyone. You know it's ridiculous. But then, like young corporate, which is dumb. which is
0: just the worst. Honestly, it's one of the worst cultures that I think exists right now. Is this idea of like the young corporate business person who's like go straight out of undergrad and then they think they can be a CEO? Which I mean is great. I love that optimism. Uh-huh. But the the arrogance and the cockiness, um, and the flaunting of wealth that comes with it so often. I'm is just disrupting.
2: It's just I'm, so I'm disrupting, aggravating several <laughs> industries
0: with my products.
2: I'm disrupting. <laughs>
0: oh my god! <laughs> anyway, but to to get back to the movie, <laughs>
2: back to that, back um, to labyrinth. Yeah, but to get back to labyrinth, well, it seems like we're in a labyrinth, of labyrinth own, of topics, a labyrinth of our own.
1: I hate you. <laughs> okay,
0: so a big part of um, not just film theory, but literary theory, and I'm sure Aaron can probably talk to this, is the...
2: It's a theory.
0: A, f- a film theory. theory. Oh, wow. All right, but um, to, to bring it to something like a little bit more um, analytical, there's like this idea that's brought up in movies like The Shining and brought up in other films that are a little bit more ambiguous. Um, where like the analysis of meaning can take on a bunch of things. It's like a rabbit hole. So once you start to try and unravel it, it only leads you deeper and deeper within to the labyrinth. Right. Um, like I said, The Shining is a perfect idea of it. When you look at the Overlook Hotel and you look at the maze outside of it, the more that you try and figure out what the movie is about, the more you get lost in it. And um, I kind of feel like in a really playful child way, <laughs> the labyrinth is like that too. Cause I'm sitting here thinking to myself, man, what the hell did was that movie even about? Like, what was it for? And I, I want to know what you guys think. Like, what, what's, what's, what are we dealing with here? What are we working with here?
2: Let's I think sing it together, Aaron.
0: <laughs> one, two, three, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs>
2: My favorite thing in the world is just like looking at Aaron and his like eyes just like <laughs> get wider and wider.
1: <laughs>
2: what do you think, Aaron?
1: Oh, I was gonna say just like the Muppet movie. It's just an exploration in sort of whimsy and fantasy. Like I think like like with the Muppet movie, this movie like it takes itself seriously, but it doesn't go too far. Yeah. You have weird lines like nothing tra la la. Nothing tra la la? just being completely pointless. Like all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But it's just, it's fun. And that's, yeah. it's like pure wholesome entertainment. Right. Like at its heart. Like it's not trying to do anything else. It's not mm-hmm. trying to be this end all be all message. It's not trying to teach you something necessarily. If you learn something from it, cool. But at the end right. of the day, it's just trying to get you to smile, yeah. and I think that's that's why that's why that, that's the why of this movie.
0: Yeah, I think some of the best films. I mean, obviously, nobody wants to watch something that's gonna preach to you, right? Like nobody wants to watch. Unless no one
2: wants to watch First Reformed*. That movie the is movie, the movie with the preacher. The, wait,
0: that's oh the one with God. Ethan Hawke, right? Yeah. That movie isn't. That movie is crazy. Oh. <laughs> No, but like nobody wants to like the things you can't see in the
2: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> that I wasn't doing just that I was doing that. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, oh, wow. Not- How
0: in the world did you contort tort your face in that specific way?
2: Where'd you get that feather from?
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my god, I never saw it go so anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> but like nobody's going to go out of their way unless they're like super about it to begin with to see a movie with a message, which is why Christian cinema is like struggling <laughs> struggles all the time with they mm. like God's Not Dead and God's Not Dead 2 Turn Off the Dark and God's Not Dead 3 We Found the Lights. Don't um, forget don't forget
2: <laughs> God's Not Dead 3 into the Godverse. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but but like Nobody when when there's an overt message to a movie, people are turned off because they don't want to be told what to think or what to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the best films are the ones that have themes in them and they make you see them through the story or through the characters. And I think both the Muppet movie and Labyrinth actually accomplish that. I think Jim Henson is just really good at capturing certain things about childhood or things about like learning a lesson through some characters Mm -hmm. um, that they learn themselves.
2: It's like telling versus saying. It's like sh- it's like it's like showing, showing versus, versus telling. Telling, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So they show you because Kermit the Frog learns that man, the journey, it's the adventures in the journey and not in the outcome. And like
2: with Sarah's character, so Jemima Coleman is like, <laughs> she's like, she has to go through this like fairy tale of like carrying on from like being a kid to an adult in this like, but then like it's not like. I am becoming a kid, and now I'm adult. Uh, It's not. It's not anything like that. It's like she's learning lessons. She's learning to be a better person and to be a friend. Yeah,
0: she's honestly because like if I had kids, Mm -hmm. I would want to show them a movie like this. I would want to show them a movie like Spirited Away. Mm -hmm. I would want to show them a movie where like a young person. Like my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, like my neighbor Totoro, where they learn things by being on their own, and they have to take care of themselves. In a, res- like in a way that just makes them wanting to, like, they want to be a better person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Sarah feels bad because she got her brothers taken away by a bunch of goblin children. And then she, like, learns through, like, her empathy and through her, like, respect of the other creatures in the labyrinth to, like, take care of others, right? Yeah. Basically, she becomes a mother figure to everybody that she meets, which is... Wholesome, really wholesome, really wholesome, super sweet.
2: Yeah. Jared, you have something from the fist feed, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So my friend Ashley sent something in. She's a huge fan of Shout the movie. Shout out to Ashley. Um, and I asked her uh, to tell me about what her favorite thing was. And mm-hmm. she says that I think my favorite thing about it, what really makes me come back to it is its aesthetics. It blends puppetry and real humans and it makes such a visually fun movie. I also think it's so unique in that it's very 80s when you watch it, but captures a timeless story with its presentation of the characters and settings. And Great. I mean, she's right. Um, her and Aaron would probably get along because that's his aesthetic in a nutshell, right?
1: The 80s?
0: No, the puppets in the real life. Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. The space jams of space
1: this world. Jams. The space jams, the Muppets, the space jams. Yeah. But I like how she. <laughs> she mentions the 80s because I've, I've been listening to the soundtrack and the soundtrack is so 80s yeah. like, it's, da-
0: it's, so, david it's so david bowie it's so
1: david bowie is so 80s it's just it's so much fun like it's a really good driving it's really good <laughs> driving music and it's also really good rainy day music
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. oh my god i just need a, we, I just need to recite some lyrics here sure. <laughs> okay <laughs> hit it all right you remind me of the babe
1: what babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of
2: voodoo. Voodoo. You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was really good.
2: <laughs> From Magic Dance.
0: Yeah. The <laughs> Incredible. Best, the best. The best Incredible. number in that in that movie is Magic Dance. Like, can we can we agree? Is that best the best number? The, like best, the best number. The best song.
1: It- I used to like Chili Down the most, but right now I like Magic Dance more. Yeah. Magic Dance is
0: just so fun. This movie could easily function without the music because the music doesn't drive a single thing Not at all. (laughs) all. They're just there (laughs) and they're there to be there and have fun. But thank God. (laughs) But seriously, thank God for Magic Dance and David Bowie throwing around a puppet baby. Like like even the lyrics, what you just said, I still don't know what the hell that meant. (laughs) I I don't know who he's
2: talking about, who he's talking to. Oh Definitely Jamaica Cadoodle. <laughs> Jamaica Cadoodle. No, <laughs> stop. You had
0: you had me dying with J- Jam Jamima
2: Jammed Cadoodle man
0: I'm so sorry, Jenny Canoli. You 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 deserve better than us.
2: Oh, here's my favorite one, Jared Christopher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Christopher is my middle name.
2: Shall we assign it our fizz? um, Fizz Fizz ratings? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Also, who wants to take the last little bit of the Fanna I guess we've. You should because it's your movie. You're right. Um, We're we're about to finish the soda, guys. So you know the rules. Once it's done. That
1: wasn't so bad. It was so easy. Literally, if it was even if it was a full two liters, we could have easily done
0: it. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. But yeah, it was easy to go. Um, Give me one sec second. We're done. Um, the Fanta I'm going to give is just a 70. I mean, it's fine. Um, it's fizzy enough. It's orange. Mm -hmm. I had it with breakfast. 70.
1: So disgusting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. And then the movie, the movie is one of those like really great films. I'd recommend it to people on a rainy day or people at a party if they want to watch something fun and lighthearted. Um, and the story is just, it's its super cool. Like my friend Ashley said, it's timeless. And I think you're probably going to enjoy it. Um, so I'm going to give it that. I'm going to give Labyrinth an 80.
2: Ooh, okay. All right. So Fanta, 61. Jared's life decisions, 32. <laughs> <laughs> just for today. Just today. Just yes, for today. I can um, take that. And labyrinth, God, it was a great movie. I, I wanna like just like I wanna go like right where you are. I'm gonna give it like a 79, like literally right where yeah, you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're together in this. We're together. Nice. All right, Aaron, take us home.
1: All right, Fanta. I'm gonna give. I'll say 75. Normally, I'm not a fan of orange soda, but I think Fanta pulls it off nicely. You know, like it's not too... Hashtag not an ad. Not <laughs> an ad, not an ad. But it's like, it's just solid. It doesn't taste too orangey. It doesn't taste too syrupy or too sugary. It's just, it's solid, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the movie, I love Labyrinth so much. This
0: is That was his first time watching Labyrinth, by the way. That was my first time watching it.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it's fantastic. I loved it. I'm going to give it a, a nice 90. Nice. Um, nice. Maybe... I'm going to rewatch it and then it will probably end up in my top five movies. Wow. Yeah.
0: Aaron, like, messaged <laughs> the, the, John and I, like, a couple of days after we assigned Labyrinth and Tortoro and uh, the Muppet movie. And he just messaged us out of nowhere. He's just like, this movie is so fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And John and I just didn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
1: for acknowledging <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> after two weeks. <laughs> we
0: just I'm carried. watching
1: it, yeah, it is fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> we just carried on like <laughs> we just ignored him. <laughs> because we knew already. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a fun one. Um I'm gonna hand the mic off to John because he's gonna he's gonna close
2: us out with next week's stuff. Okay. Alright. What a week. Labyrinth. Let's talk about the highlights. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the low lights. Bah, 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 bah. It's just the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I felt so official getting the mic from Jared. All right, so next move, next next week's movie is going to be My Neighbor Totoro. And we didn't actually announce the soda last week, so we're going to do it this week. This week's soda is definitely Fanta orange. <laughs> oh,
0: <please. laughs>
2: but next week... Going some going to do something crazy. Because in the in honor of one of our guests, we're each going to drink an entire bottle of Ito and green tea. Oh uh, no. With my neighbor Totoro. So please watch. Um, please watch this movie and then uh, give us your thoughts in the fizzfeed soda at gmail.com. We will read your things out loud on the podcast, you know, and, and, and give you that. If you want it to be anonymous, just keep it, just note it. Yeah, just note it. It'll be great. Um, You can always, like, message us on, like, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Soda Society Pod. That's the handle. Um, Besides that, anything else? Thanks for listening. Watch Labyrinth. We'll see you soon. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? The power of the voodoo. 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 <laughs> voodoo what? You remind me of the babe. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Thanks. We'll see you next week.
0: Soda Society is produced by John Pacific and Friends for Friends Media. Our music is provided by Anonymous 420 and the Blue Dot Sessions. Send in your comments, thoughts, and hot takes to fizzfeedsoda at gmail.com. And we'll feature those thoughts, comments, and hot takes on the show. So do it. You can be a part of the show.